0: Welcome to So Says Rick.
1: Mostly True Stories by Rick Hall.
0: people welcome to the 10th episode of so says rick
1: do, 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 do.
0: you know as the show has grown i'm thinking maybe we shouldn't have called it so says rick because it's your show as much as it is mine i just blab a little more in the middle <laughs> <laughs> and to celebrate the anniversary laura i'm going to do something very special tonight are you ready yeah i'm going to make BLTs, bacon and lettuce and tomato wow. sandwiches. Wow,
1: so that's the 10th anniversary thing a for, a, for a podcast, right, which right. is totally different than for a and wedding. And
0: really, if uh, we may have an avocado that's ripe, I usually would save that for the 15th anniversary, but I may put avocados <laughs> You're on. just
1: going crazy. I know,
0: I know. Hey, I want to thank people who have checked on us because there's a lot of wildfires in California right now, up and down the state, and we are not in the danger zone. So we're yes. okay.
1: But thank you for checking on us. And we certainly are concerned about all the people in the area, actually up and down the whole West Coast. Right, and right, right. So we certainly keep all of them in our prayers.
0: And the air quality is not very good these days. Actually, when the sun sets, you can see it's kind of orange from all the smoke. Yeah.
1: yeah. So let's also pray to keep the firefighters safe. Exactly. And in, in all of this, because it's a lot.
0: Exactly. So what have we been up to in the last few weeks during all the sheltering in and the pandemic? Projects.
1: Like many people, we're doing a lot of projects at home.
0: Right, right. Crafty things. I've been fixing a lot of things and uh, trying to, you know, well, things I've been putting off, actually. And our daughter was here over the summer, and she helped me do a bunch of projects. It was great to work with her. So that was great.
1: And I've been, like, homesteading. Yeah. I, uh, I made tomato sauce out of our, the gardens in our, to, the tomatoes in our garden, not the gardens in our tomatoes. No, 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 no. And, no. Uh, and froze that and that turned out really good. Actually,
0: one time when the, it got so hot, the tomato plants were dying and I picked all the cherry tomatoes. I had 120 cherry tomatoes. Wow. So we got a lot of good sauce out we of did. that. Yep.
1: And then we also made jelly. Jelly,
0: grape, jelly from our champagne grapes that we have growing in our backyard.
1: Yeah, I've been wanting to do that for years and just always been too busy and this year we were home so we made 18 little jelly jars. And it's remarkable how many grapes you have to pick, especially because oh. these grapes are itty bitty. They're like Dippin' Dots.
0: Right. They're By the teeny way, tiny. A little little note: if you put them in the freezer, they are like Dippin' Dots. <laughs> they They're are. They're really good, but yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> Laura made two batches, and I didn't wasn't able to help with the first batch. And after that, she said, "If you want more jelly, you need to help." It's, <laughs> it's a lot of work, but it's really good, and it's not like. The grape jelly you get at IHOP yeah, or something. Yeah, it's
1: really jam.
0: Right. Oh, that's true. That's true. It's really jam. Not translucent too. sugar water. With uh,
1: purple dye in right. it. Right.
0: No, it's real. It's it. a
1: real deal. Real,
0: yep. Yeah. And it's good.
1: And then the other big, huge project that I finished was. Here, I'll play a fanfare. <laughs> that was supposed to be. That was lovely, Rick. Thank you. Rick's going to take piano lessons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> During the pandemic, maybe I'll learn to play the piano. <laughs> Tell him what you did, Laura.
1: But I finished a quilt that I uh, had started 21 years ago when I was pregnant with our second daughter. And then, you know, got busy with the kids and all well, that.
0: And you had to put it away because you had toddlers around the house. Right. And when you have a quilt, it has to be all over the place for Quite a while. Right.
1: It's a big project. Right. So then when we started sheltering in, I started working on it in March. And it was very hard to get quilting supplies because apparently everyone was quilting. But I did get what I needed, and I just finished it last night, and I'm very proud of myself. And it's
0: on the bed right now, and I'm afraid that I won't be able to sleep in the bed because Laura will be afraid I'll done it will spill something on it or something.
1: Or it'll come in, you know, like okay. come in and <laughs> like set a carburetor on the bed They don't or need to
0: hear this. Yeah. yeah I, or some
1: muddy boots. Oh, here's a good spot for my <laughs> muddy boots on your brand new quilt. Okay. Can we move on to a different subject? <laughs> yes, we can.
0: We got a great response from the email Laura sent out a couple of weeks ago. And it reminded us just how many people are feeling that That we miss each other, miss seeing each other.
1: Yeah, and it is great how much we can connect electronically. You know, like people are live streaming and Zoom and podcasts, right? It is great to be able to connect electronically. But I'm so missing the being together with people in a room, having a shared experience.
0: You know what, though? This gives us, this time gives us a new appreciation for the time when we can tour and because how many we have been on the road before where we're like oh my gosh I just want to be home and now we're like I would love to be on the road (laughs) but we do miss you and thanks for checking in with us um, both just to check with us make sure we're okay and to um, to respond to those uh, emails we send out
1: yes thank you
0: Hey, I also want to thank all the people whose real names I used in last the last episode. You guys were great sports and I didn't make fun of you too much. I mean,
1: you came off looking the worst out of all of them. That's
0: <laughs> But this week I am excited that uh, this episode is a new story I have never told anywhere before.
1: That's very exciting. It's a world premiere.
0: That's right. I literally just finished it last night. Can you say literal about a literary thing?
1: You're literally, literally. Right. Yes, you can.
0: Right. Um, don't don't edit that out. That was gold right there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and this is another one. It's a high school one. Right. And going to prom, but you're not using her real name this time. No,
0: no, I couldn't get a hold of her. So her name is Claire Ann in this story. That's great. And I hope Claire Ann Reynolds doesn't think it's about her, because it's not. (laughs) Of course, she would know it's not.
1: So this story is called The Best Garden in Town.
0: In high school, I won a statewide essay writing contest. What I Love About Illinois... And the prize was a trip to the state capitol where I would meet all the winners from the other counties and tour the sites of Springfield. I was a little nervous about hanging out with the other winners because I knew they had won because they were smart. I figured the only reason I won was because I was the only kid from Greene County who entered the contest. That morning we met on the steps of the capitol and I very quickly realized that we all had something in common. None of us were the cool kids in our schools. But in this sea of bespectacled nerds, one girl stood out. Claire Ann Thompson from Calhoun County. I knew her name because we all had name tags. She had to be one of the cool kids at her school because she was beautiful and smart. And all the guys noticed her, but I was the only one who was brave enough to approach her. I may not have been an intellectual, but I had social skills. I could talk to anybody. Claire Ann and I hit it off immediately and ended up spending the whole day together. When it came time for us to head back to our respective counties, she asked me if I wanted to take her to her prom in three weeks. And I bravely said, only if you'll go to my prom the week before yours. And just like that, I had a date to the prom. Two proms, in fact. That was a huge step for me. You see, at my school, I had plenty of girls who were friends, but no girlfriend. I knew if I walked into prom with Claire Ann as my date, I would immediately be elevated from nerd to cool guy. Calhoun County is just west of Greene County. It's not a long drive, but it takes a while because it's the sticks. It's on the west side of the Illinois River, and there's no bridge. You have to take the Campsville Ferry across. And if you miss the ferry, it can take almost 20 minutes for it to make a round trip. You've got to factor that into any visit to Calhoun County. The night of my prom, I drove to the river, caught the ferry, and followed Claire Ann's directions from the hard road to the gravel road up into the hills. Now, I grew up driving country roads, but this was the boonies, and after about 30 minutes of wandering around, I was lost. I came around a corner, and there was a dirt road that led to a house on top of a hill. It was starting to get dark, so I figured I would go ask for directions before it got any later. As I drove up the hill, I was impressed by the massive, well-tended garden on both sides of the lane. It put my garden to shame. And as I got closer to the house, though, I could see that the garden was the only thing that was maintained around there. The house was just a shack, with a rusty tin roof that had a little stovepipe sticking out of the top with a curl of smoke coming out of it. The yard had several abandoned cars in various states of decay and disrepair. The front porch had a couple of derelict washing machines on it. The barn to the left of the house was about to fall over. I wasn't sure I wanted to ask for directions here. I had heard stories of hillbillies that lived up in the backwoods and hollers of Calhoun County, and they don't like outsiders on their property. I wanted to leave quietly when suddenly two coon hounds came running from behind the shack and circled my car, howling and barking, letting everyone know that someone was trespassing on the hill. The side door of the shack opened, and Claire Ann walked out. Holy cow, this is her home! Claire Ann hollered something at the dogs, and they both turned around and went back behind the shack. She was wearing a floral print dress. Her hair and makeup were simple, but perfect. Even with the backdrop of the shack and the automobile graveyard, she looked beautiful. And that's all that mattered. As we walked up to the shack, she told me that I had to meet her parents and her older brother, Buddy. She warned me that her daddy would send Buddy on the date as a chaperone unless he really trusted me. So what's Buddy like? buddy's harmless he's just simple it's daddy you have to deal with i had to win over her dad i couldn't walk into prom with a chaperone that would not help my image we entered directly into the kitchen where daddy was sitting in a rocking chair He was a huge man in bib overalls and had a shotgun leaning against the wall right beside him. I know that sounds like a cliché of an intimidating backwoods father, but I think that was the image he was going for. And it worked. Boy, I was intimidated. The only other person in the room I had to assume was Buddy. He was probably in his thirties. He was seated at the kitchen table looking straight ahead and did not acknowledge my presence even when I said hello and reached out to shake his hand. Now I know what she meant by simple. He was wearing new blue jeans that still had the creases in them from being folded up at the store and a neatly pressed work shirt buttoned up tightly to his neck. His hair was carefully combed to one side and his work boots were polished. I think he was dressed up for the date. I turned my focus towards Daddy. I knew he was the one I had to impress. I'm not proud of this, but I turned on my best Eddie Haskell. "'You have a nice-looking place here, Mr. Thompson.' "'Are you kidding? This place looks like the Dickens. I can't get around good enough to fix things up like I used to be able to. I got bad knees.' "'Well, my dad had a bad shoulder and could hardly work for a while "'until he got a replacement, and he's fine now. "'I ain't new no sawbones cut on me. "'Daddy, where's Mama? I want her to meet Ricky. "'She's in her bedroom.' "'Up until that point, I hadn't noticed that there were two doors "'leading out of the kitchen. "'One was an archway that in a normal house would lead into a living room.' And the other led into what I can only guess was Mama's bedroom. I had no idea what was in either of those rooms, however, because they were dark. The kitchen was the only room illuminated in the whole house. And from the shadows of those rooms, I could hear little voices whispering. "'Oh, my brothers and sisters are shy. You can meet them next week when we go to my prom.' "'Don't you get ahead of yourself, Missy!' I ain't so sure you're going out tonight, let alone next week. Mama, come in here and meet Ricky. Mama entered from the darkness of the other room. She was a tiny little thing, the opposite of Daddy. Clarion had warned me. Mama had a stroke a couple years ago, but she gets around pretty good now. Well, I don't know what shape she was in a couple years ago, but her recovery had not included the use of the left side of her body. She shuffled into the room, looked me over, and gave me half a smile. "'You look like a good strong boy. I bet you're good help at home.' "'Yes, ma'am, I try to be. I do my chores every day after school.' "'You got a garden, boy?' "'Yes, sir, I do.' "'Who tends it?' "'It's all mine this year. I took gardening as a 4-H project. But I may not have anything to show at the county fair this year.' I lost almost everything the other night when it frosted. Can't let your vegetables get frost on them. Your tomatoes look great. I saw coming up the lane. The frost must have missed you. Hell, it did. We got us a bad frost, but I got up before sun come out and washed them off with a hose pipe. Yeah, you get that frost off before the sun melts it. They won't die. That really works? "'Did you see the tomatoes when you drove up?' "'Yes, sir.' "'Then it works.' "'Wow, I had no idea. "'Hey, um, I noticed you had straw on the ground. "'What do you have planted there?' "'Strawberries. "'If and you put straw around them when they get fruit, "'the berries don't sit on the ground "'and get all ed up by the worms and bugs and such.' Why do you think they call them strawberries? You you didn't know that? (laughs) Oh, wow. I feel like an idiot. You ain't no idiot. You're just a boy. You don't know. The next thing I knew, Daddy and I were talking about planting sweet corn in hills instead of rows and starting onions in the house before you transplant them in the garden and how to side dress your root crops with chicken manure. I'd stopped kissing up to the old man and started learning about gardening. I lost track of time until Claire Ann said, Ricky, we better get going to the dance. My curfew's eleven-thirty. Mr. Thompson, can I take Claire Ann to the dance? He thought good and hard before he answered. You bring her back, same girl she is right now. Mr. Thompson? I have too much regard for your family and for Claire Ann to do anything disrespectful. All right, Dan, you two go on, but be safe. Buddy, you're going to stay home tonight. Buddy got up from the table, undid the top button on his work shirt, and walked through the archway into the dark room where somebody whispered, It's okay, Buddy. I thought I would be relieved that we didn't have to take Buddy along, but it kind of broke my heart. Of course, not enough to ask him to join us. In the parking lot of Carrollton Community High School, I started getting nervous. I had a lot riding on this date. But when Claire Ann and I walked into the gym, we turned some heads. My buddies gave me the thumbs up, and one of my girl friends acted like she might be a little jealous. I started to relax and enjoy myself. Nights in white satin was the theme, so when the band started playing it, everybody headed to the dance floor. And that's when I noticed it. The price tag was still on Claire Ann's dress. It was under her arm, so it wasn't real obvious, and I didn't say anything. I didn't want to embarrass her. On the way back to her house later, we missed the ferry, but that was okay. I'd planned for it so we wouldn't be late. Actually, I was kind of hoping we'd miss it. "'Sitting at the river's edge with a cute girl was pretty romantic. "'After a couple of minutes, she slid across the bench seat of my car "'and snuggled up close. "'And right before the ferry got back to our side, "'I leaned over and kissed her. "'But that was all. "'I'd promised her daddy to bring her home the same girl she was when she left.' The next week, when I picked Clara Ann up, she was wearing that same dress and looked just as beautiful as the week before. It was Buddy who looked different. He wasn't dressed for the date. Not only had I gotten Daddy's approval, but he had two tomato plants waiting for me to take back to my garden. "'I grow them tomatoes from seed. Them'll win you a blue ribbon at the fair this summer.'" When we got to her prom... I could tell she was nervous, just like I was a week before. But when we walked in, her girlfriend smiled and giggled. "'Who's your friend, Claire Ann? He's cute.'" Up until that point in my life, the only females that had ever called me cute were either relatives or the old ladies from church. Prom was going well. The first thing every couple was supposed to do upon arriving at the prom was to get their picture taken— As we stood under the white lattice with the theme «Color My World» in big block letters on top, I noticed some of the Calhoun County boys giving me the evil eye. Claire Ann saw it, too, and pulled me even closer for the picture. She wasn't nervous anymore. Later, when we were dancing, I noticed that Claire Ann still had the tag on her dress. That's when I realized she hadn't forgotten to remove it. She wasn't going to get to keep that dress. It was for prom and would have to be returned to the store the next week. Those were the only two dates Claire Ann and I had. I think we both needed the same thing from each other. We needed to walk into our respective high schools with a date, partly to show everyone else, but mostly for ourselves. We haven't kept in touch, so I don't know what's happened to Claire Ann, but I hope she was able to leave the shack behind and do something no one else in her family has done. When I think about her now, I like to imagine that she teaches creative writing at Lincoln Land Community College in Springfield. And when she goes shopping for clothes, she immediately takes them home and cuts off the tags. And behind her house, she has the best garden in Springfield.
1: That is a sweet story, Rick.
0: Thanks, honey. This is one of the great things about having a podcast. Is it gives me an outlet for new material, and I just finished writing that yesterday. And then I I read it for you, and you gave me some notes. And so it's brand new. It's fresh. It's just. It's like bread out of the wrapper, and it's still warm. (laughs) Right. Yes. Like that metaphor.
1: That is a good metaphor.
0: And thank you for your notes on it, Laura. By the way. I was working on this uh, several months ago with a group called Improv Co-op, and that's a bunch of veteran improvisers that I work with who are also writers. And what we do is we have workshops where we bring in things we're writing on, and then the group improvises on them. Or in the case of my stories, I told them the version of the story, and they gave me some great notes that helped shape it into what you just heard.
1: It's great to have feedback from people like that. And speaking of feedback, if you want to send an email and tell Rick how you're feeling about the story or any of your thoughts, where should they send it?
0: Oh, you can go to therickhall.com, and there's a place where you can leave a message for me. Man, that's great! That's a great way to do it. And also has the links to the podcast, which you don't need because you're already listening. You're to listening. It. Wow, I'm really good at promotion, self-promotion, <laughs> right?
1: Speaking of improv, yes, we're gonna do an online improv festival this fall, which is, it's so interesting to figure out how to do improv online. It's, it's a bold new world. So it's the Compass Improv Festival. We did it.
0: We did it live in St. Louis a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Actually a couple times, right? Yeah.
1: So we're going to be improvising with some of our friends from St. Louis. You go to compassimprov.org. And then they've got the schedule up. Rick is gonna do some storytelling on Saturday night, September twenty sixth, at eight oh five. Eight oh five on the dot. And then we're gonna do some improv with our with our Saint Louis friends on Sunday, September twenty seventh, at eight ten. They've got a very precise schedule. Right.
0: But we're gonna do some music improv over Zoom. And it's kind of cool. We want to thank Bob Baker for helping organize that. Bob Baker's in St. Louis um, uh, as an improv group there, and we've worked with him several times. And you wrote your book with Bob Baker. I wrote my
1: book with Bob Baker.
0: So there you go. Okay, well, we're ready to sign off. But before we do, Laura, you don't know I'm going to do this. I just wrote, I wrote on a piece of paper, there's a surprise coming.
1: I know. I'm a little nervous. Are
0: you? Yeah. Okay. I found my prom picture with Claire Ann and I.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Isn't that cute? See the floral dress with a frilly? Uh-huh. Is
1: that like a it's
0: a leisure it's, suit. Yeah. But it's the it's white leisure suit, which was very brave to wear. But on the shoulders it had quilted fabric, you know. <laughs> which dates it quite
1: Which dates it even more, yes. The, and I can hear the strains of Color My World playing in the background.
0: As time goes on. Thank you for joining us.
1: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.